So um, I thought I knew what I was going to talk about this morning. I actually had it all planned out, so next week's going to be very easy. <laughs> and then yesterday I got an email from an organization that I get their newsletters, and it's an organization that works on teaching facilitation skills for difficult situations. Um, and this was the first newsletter that I actually gotten from them since I signed up. And it had this wondrous story on it that just so resonated with me that um, I, I took it with me yesterday's the day I go to the detention center um, and I shared it with the women there and it resonated with them. <laughs> um, um, so after that, I, I felt like I needed to sit with, so what, what in this story is like um, speaking to me? Um, and what it brought up was um, the welcoming prayer. I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with the welcoming prayer. I've shared it in here once before, I think. Um, uh, and actually intended to share it last week when we were talking about gratitude in difficult places. Um, how to be grateful in the midst of things being really hard. Um, but it didn't quite fit last week, so I, I didn't share it. And I read the story and I thought, oh, the welcoming prayer. So the story. I don't know if this story is true or not. It reads as if it's a true account, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, um, in, in this um, story, uh, there was some 10-year-old boy who was in a horrific car wreck and lost his left arm in the car wreck. Um, and trying to find a way to help him recover. Um, from his loss and and find his his balance in life again. His mother signed him up for judo classes um, um, with missing his arm. So he got into the class and really bonded with the teacher. Uh, the teacher taught him the basics and then taught him one move and had him practice this one move over and over and over and over until, you know, probably about three or four months later, <laughs> the boy finally said, don't, I need to learn more? <laughs> you know, isn't there something else I should be learning? And the teacher said, no, you need to master this move. Keep at it. Keep working on it. And so he kept at it until the teacher finally felt he was ready um, and he took him to a tournament. Um, and in the first round, um, the boy found himself with an opponent that he was fairly evenly matched with. Um, they did their judo thing. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, and then the, the other boy um, um, jumped at him, you know, like took some move at, at the boy. And the boy did his one move and won. So he went up to the next round. Um, again, pretty much the exact same thing, except for a little stronger, um, a more experienced opponent. Um, um, it was harder to hang in there. 
the other boy got tired, jumped in, the, the boy did his one move and won <laughs> the round. He did that until he worked his way all the way into the final. By the time he got to the final, it was definitely an older, more experienced, stronger, bigger opponent. Um, and when the match started, um, the referee um, kind of having a moment of worried for this one-armed small boy, as he saw him, um, in the match, actually tried to halt it and, and um, call it as unfair matching. The teacher spoke up and said, let him do it. Um, so it continued. The boy patiently waited until the bigger, stronger opponent jumped in at him. He did his one move and he won. Um, won the whole championship. So on the drive home with the teacher, he said to the teacher, did I really just win that on one move? <laughs> did that really just happen? And the teacher said, yes, it did. And it happened for two reasons. One, because you have practiced that one move, so your move, that's what he called it, you have practiced your move so well that you are virtually a master at it. You know how to do this, this move at a level that none of them have mastered any of those multiple moves that they have. The second reason, the only known defense for your move is for the opponent to grab your left arm. So, <laughs> which you didn't have. So the, the teacher's final words were, allow your weakness to become your strength and you will be fine in life. Powerful image, allow your weakness to become your strength and you will be fine in life. The um, conversation at the detention center um, was really beautiful. What came out after that, not in intensive, but it was, it was people in the circle identifying their, their weakness and a couple of them naming it out loud. And you could see them flipping of how do I allow this part of me that has taken me down part of why I'm here. How do I actually reframe that and allow that to become my strength? So the welcoming prayer. And this is a challenging prayer. Um, I just invite you to notice what comes up. And actually, let me just share a little bit about where this, this comes from. Um, it comes from a woman named Mary Morzowski. I tried. Um, and she was one of the very close collaborators of Thomas Keating for bringing up centering prayer, contemplative prayer uh, in the Christian tradition. Um, and um, the way I see that practice um, is um, mindfulness in, in the Christian faith and tradition. Kind of Thomas Keating going back and finding the wellsprings of where this, this 
uh, orientation of a human mind allowed this kind of opening and expressing it. So this comes very strongly out of that, um, that tradition. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me in this moment because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for security. I let go of my desire for approval. I let go of my desire for control. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and the healing action and grace within. I actually keep a copy of this by my bed. <laughs> And I come to it very, very often. I am much more likely to pull it off the nightstand before I get in bed or before I get out of bed first thing in the morning if things are more challenging. The more challenging things are, the, the more unwanted I find myself orienting towards what is present in my life, the more I read this. <laughs> and come to this. Some of you have heard about some particularly, um, um, <laughs> how do I say, just challenging teen years that I have got that um, uh, experienced. This was absolutely part of what helped me navigate in a way that offered healing space for me and my daughter. Um, and, found, and to find our footing with each other. Um, a year ago this time, I was working with newly diagnosed breast cancer. Read this twice a day at a minimum <laughs> during that diagnosis um, phase and trying to figure out where things were. Um, and many, many other times. And it's remarkable what I have always found a certain kind of relief when I let go of a fight with what already is and what's here. And I instead find that radical acceptance of this is the condition of this moment. And there is a possibility right in the heart of this condition as it is in this moment that I can put my feet down and walk my life in a way that matters, in a way that allows this condition to help me be stronger and live more of who I want to be and how I want to be in relationship to the people I care about and the world around me.
the place that people get confused with this kind of prayer and the guest house, um, Rich is saying the same thing. It's, I mean, wisdom arises in many different forms in many different ways. Rumi, the guest house that we meditated with in our opening practice, um, um, is the welcoming prayer versed a thousand years ago. Uh, the place that people get confused is it has nothing to do with be happy when things are bad, <laughs> um, putting a smile on your face when it's really hard, um, or you know, go out there and look for adversity because you will become stronger in the face of it. It has nothing to do with any of that kind of Pollyanna or the don't worry, be happy um, sort of mindset um, or the power of positive thinking. You know, it's not, it's not any of that. Um, and I don't want to put down the power of positive thinking too much. There is a place for it, but that's not what this is about. Um, um, this is about a square on looking at the conditions with a sense of being grounded in wisdom and kindness, um, with being grounded in a knowing of possibility existing in any and every moment when I find my way of being compassionately strong and centered with what is hard. The only other thing I want to say about this prayer is I'm more likely to remember it when things are hard. I'm more likely to come to it when things are hard. But the reality is, I need it always. <laughs> I need it in the mundane kind of more routine stress. Um, many of you have heard about the puppy in the house at the moment. Been reading this a fair amount. <laughs> Uh, and it's really sweet to see how, I think last week I was sharing around puppy relationship where, where I was, was noticing the rabbit hole, the useless rabbit hole of what was I thinking about in bringing a puppy home? I should have known this would never work. Um, no help going down there. So I was like kind of standing on the edge, <laughs> holding my footing and feeling the tug of the rabbit hole. But working with this um, and learning to welcome and um, appreciate um, this beautiful, beautiful animal in our house that I'm very grateful that we pulled out of a hard situation and gave her a home. What I'm finding is um, this re-understanding of the gift she is offering to me in our house, of learning to not get frazzled with the more routine kind of regular life stress and to care about how I meet that as well. Um, and so I just really invite you to explore and it's always easier to start with the small things, not the big things. What would it be like? And you can Google the welcoming prayer. I'll send it out as well. But if you just Google the welcoming prayer um, and you want the version by Mary Murzowski, um, um, 
uh, find, you know, pick one thing and what happens if you offer this orientation um, to whatever that is and find out for yourself. Is there a place that this is of service for you? So let's sit for a minute. as you sit, I invite you to see if you can bring up one scenario in your life. Not the big thing, but a small irritation, frustration that is, even if minor, is unwanted. Take a moment to feel into whatever scenario you're coming up with. And feel into when you are not paying attention. And you let the amygdala, the survival center of the brain, guide the show of how you relate to this thing. What does that feel like? What kind of thoughts go on in the mind? Emotions associated with it? Felt senses in the body? What effect does that have on the day? Now imagine, welcome, 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 offering this possibility right to the unwanted. Rumi says of the guest arriving in the guest house, each has been sent as a guide from beyond. If you were to imagine for just a moment a truth in that for you. This irritation has actually been sent to help you find your rootedness, your strength, your knowing how to come back to center. And maybe there's a glimmer of possibility of doing that. reorienting to your own north stars of healing. What happens in the mind, the heart, and the body with that? What effect does this have on your life? Or maybe even simply your day and that moment. 